shepherds saying, staying out in the fields. You've been out in some fields lately? You've been out there doing the will of God? Amen? Keeping watch over the flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them. And the glory, say the glory, of the Lord shone around them. And they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I will bring good news, say good news, of great joy, say great joy, which will be, yeah, go ahead and praise him, great joy, great joy, Lord, we bless you this morning, good news, we bless you for the good news, we bless you for the great joy that we have in you, and for all people, for today, in a city of David, there has been born, say born, for you a savior, deliverer. For it's Christ the Lord. And there will be a sign for you. Say a sign for me. A sign for me. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And then suddenly, say suddenly. There appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts. Praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace among men. With men that he's whom he's pleased with. Glory to God. Glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest. I want you to pay attention to that scripture. It says suddenly they appeared. They were already there. We're one step away from that heavenly dimension. They were already there. It said they appeared. They were already there. Those shepherds had an open vision. They saw an open heaven. Just like Ezekiel did. Just like Isaiah did. They saw it open. Don't you remember the prophet that said, there's more that be with us than with them. Just one click away and there's an open heaven. Put your hand over your heart. Say, I'm one fold away from an open heaven. An open vision. They appeared. They were already there, folks. And they came with glory. And you got to know in that field, they were just simple shepherds taking care of sheep. Say, taking care of sheep. That were sacrifices unto God and that were food for the people. Say, I'm doing the will of God. I'm doing that just like a shepherd, just out there doing the will of God. And he appears to us in our right now. Amen? He appears in an open heaven in our lives, an open heaven for his church. And they appeared, it says, and glory shone around them. The lights went on, folks, right? The lights went on. Heaven opened up, and they said, those angels said, we're doing this in heaven right now. Don't you know, don't you know a revelation is an unveiling of a word from God? That's a revelation. But an open heaven is what's happening right now. They saw what was happening right now. Not a revelation, an unveiling, but a happening right now. He said, this is what we're doing right now in heaven, shepherds. We're giving glory to God. We're giving glory to God in the highest places. We're giving Him glory in the highest heaven. Paul said, I knew a man that was in the third heaven, a high heaven, and spoke of things that he couldn't even speak in English. 
Say third heaven. That's where those angels came out of. A third heaven encounter. That's where Paul was at. Third heaven encounter. Amen? Say an open heaven. Say, Lord, open the heavens. Right now, we care about the spirit of Christ, not just the spirit of Christmas. Amen? I care about the spirit of Jesus Christ, not just the spirit of Christmas. Put your hand over your heart. Pray, pray, pray. Say, God, I want that open heaven. That open heaven. I want an open vision. Don't you remember God saying, you're coming to visions. You're coming to burdens. You're in testimonies. Isaiah chapter 1 said, Isaiah chapter 1 verse 1. By the vision of God. Say the vision of God. Will you say this with me? Lord, open my vision. You're right there. I just got to see you. You're right there. I just got to see you. I want to see you. Isaiah chapter 2 said, he said it like this, and the word of God, say the word of God. That word brings that vision, a heavenly vision, right now. And then 13th chapter, he said, Isaiah said, and I have the burden of God. Say the burden of God. Say this with me, I have the vision. I can see. You caused me to see. What's well, already there. You caused that appear to me. All I got to do is just see it. It's already there. It's already happening in heaven. And you give me that word, Isaiah said. And you give me that burden, caring for what you care for. The weight of God, the kabod. And the angel said, we're singing glory in the highest place. You just get to see it right now, shepherds. You just get to see it right now. And I just begin to appear. And they said that glory begin to shine. Say glory. Already in heaven, amen? Already happening. Say, Lord, I love you. I love the revelation of Jesus. I want that open heaven. I want to see what you're doing right now. Not only the blessed revealing of your word, a word from heaven, but what you're doing right now. Amen? What you're doing right now. So with me, let's say, glory to God with the angels of God. Glory to God. Glory to God in the highest place. There's, he's, the angels are saying, we're giving glory to God today in the highest places. The angels are saying, we're giving glory to God in the highest places. And on earth, and on earth, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come on earth. Let this glory come on earth that the angels have seen in heaven. Amen. Peace among men. What kind of men? The Greek says with men whom he's pleased. Men that he's given favor to. That's the peace. Put your hand over your heart. Say, God. Line me up. I want to be a favored man. I want to be a favored woman. I want to see you in that way. Open my eyes to see. Open my ears to hear. I'm washing. Say I'm washing. At that same place. I'm no longer blind. I'm seeing Jesus more clear. Seeing him more real. For you are the way. The truth. And the life. If I don't follow your way. There is no truth, and there is no life to me. Place me in the way of God. Your ways, God, that are higher than my ways. Your thoughts that are higher than my thoughts, Isaiah said. And he said in the words, amen, just let it, let it receive it right now. Anna said, and, and, and Judah's singing, we're receiving the kingdom. I want you to receive that right now. The spirit of Christ and the kingdom of Christ in this season. Amen. I know there's going to be a lot of distractions, but we're here for Christ. I don't know about today or another day. I, I, Arthur, you get ready. He said he had some things on love that he never finished. I want him to finish whatever he has. Whatever he has. I have some things. I want you to put it in your mind. The cost of the birthing of Jesus Christ. The cost. There's a cost in his birthing. But I'm definitely, I'm, I'm waiting on God. I want to make room for Arthur here in a minute. So you get, get your heart ready. He said he had some things on love he never finished. But I want to stay in this time. And, and we're going to be facing holidays. But we're looking at the Holy One. Amen. Hey, I'm not the Grinch who stole Christmas. I just want to exalt Christ. There was a great cost in his birthing. We enjoy family. We enjoy celebrating together. Amen. But we're focused. Say we're focused. There's a cost in the birthing of Christ, and that's what it was about. Not a certain day, but his birthing. Amen? Say, God, put your hand over your heart. Let me see the cost. 
and birthing things of Christ. We wait on you right now, Lord. We wait, W-A-I-T. We wait upon the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord, just lift your hands to them. They'll renew their strength. They'll mount up like wings of eagles. They'll walk and not be weary. They'll run. They'll not faint. Some of you, sometimes you feel like you're at the end of your rope. And in Isaiah, that word wait means to be wrapped around, intertwined on a rope. If you feel like you're at the end of the rope, just wrap yourself in him today. Get wrapped in that rope. You don't got to hold on. Just get wrapped in, in, in that. Just like mountain climbers do. They're not just always holding on to a rope. They put that rope around their leg. They wrap it around their waist. And they just hang there waiting, waiting, waiting. Huh? They that wait upon the Lord. We wait upon the Lord. And I'm telling you what I'm doing and what you're doing. You're waiting. W-A-I-T. And getting strength renewed. Yeah. Touch people. God, touch people right now. There's a need for renewing of strength. Like the eagles. Some people, you need to walk. You've been weary and it's time to walk. Just wrap yourself around that rope called Christ. You don't got to struggle. You don't have to just struggle and hold on. Be intertwined. Wrap in that rope right now. That rope of his love. That rope of his life. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up like wings with wings of eagles. They shall walk and not be weary. They shall run and they'll not faint. We wait. As we're waiting, W-A-I-T, we get the weight, W-E-G-I-G-H-T, the weight, Kabod, the glory of God. That's why we're here, folks. We wait on Him. Jesus, our King. Amen. They're singing, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And His name shall be called. Wonderful. We're calling on His name because He's wonderful. Call on His name. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord won't be disappointed. Won't be disappointed. You have needs today? Call on the name of Jesus. He said, His name will be Jesus, Jehovah our Savior, Deliverer. Call on Him right now, will you? Call on the name of the Lord. Call on the name of Jesus. Call on the name of Jesus. Call on the name of Jesus. You have a need, you just say, Lord, I'm calling on you today. Whosoever calls on Him, invoking Him as Lord, invoking Him, bringing Him into that situation in your life by calling on His name. Call on the name of Jesus. Call on Him. Lord, we call on You. Oh, God, we bless You. Oh, Lord, we're so hungry for You. We so love You as a people. We so love You as Your church. We love You as the saints of God. And, Lord, we're hungry. We know the cost of the birthing of Jesus. And You thank You, Lord, so much for revelation. Will You thank Him? Thank Him for open heavens in your life areas that you once were blind that now you're beginning to see you're going wherever he told you to go in obedience and washing at that pool that you might see him in a greater way just put your hand over your heart there's a glorious presence in the house there's glory and splendor of God his love his kindness his glory just put it over your heart and continue to drink in let him minister to your heart there's a glory there's a splendor of God in the house his splendor amen the splendor as we mention his name as we exalt the king of kings and the lord of lords let that presence just fall out on you right now open your heart and just receive the touch of God Receive it right now. The Spirit of Christ in this area. Yeah, let Him touch you. Touch, God. Touch people's hearts. This glorious presence. Your splendor. Your glory and your splendor. Your excellence. How excellent is your name. We receive, we receive, we receive. The Spirit of the King. And the Spirit of the Kingdom right now. We receive. Jesus, you're our Savior. Jehovah, God, our Savior. God, come in the flesh. 
You can be seated. Would you go ahead and put up uh, Isaiah 9 6? Preached a few weeks ago, and uh, for to us. Can you say that? For to us. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. Just receive those words right there. For to us a child is born. When you had children. For unto you a child was given. And then you had to take care of it. It was put into your charge. It was put into uh, giving you a responsibility. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And as, as we were uh, talking this morning, and Craig was uh, saying there's, got, there's a birthing going on. There needs to be a birthing going on and it needs to have a birthing of jesus christ in your life in whatever place you're at it doesn't matter if you've been following the lord for 40 years or following the lord for two weeks there needs a birthing to go on in your life a birthing of jesus christ to come in a new form a new revelation a new way to see him And that's what you need to be praying right now. God, show me the revelation of you. Show me what you are. Show me who you are. Show me all of the facets of who you are and what you can be and will be in my life. There's going to be a transformation when a birthing comes to your life. The Word says... That while we were still yet sinners, he loved us. The actual scripture says, while we were yet sinners, he died for us. It was the experience of love. It was the thing that he actually said, I am willing to do this for you. I am willing to lay down my life for you. When we had Caleb, a little bundle of joy, And uh, every Sunday night, right after church, we would go to Arby's and eat. And when we had Caleb, I thought, hey, we're going to go to Arby's after church. (laughs) Sharon goes, we're not going to Arby's. We have a baby. We need to get home. We need to do this. I'm going, what do you mean? Now, that's a very small sacrifice, and there have been other sacrifices since then, but let me tell you what, I had to lay down my life right then in a very small part. Okay, let's go. Let me tell you what, when, when God said, I want a people, He said, I want a people who loves me. I want a people who would look at me, who would adore me, who would worship me. That's why He created us. And so when the birthing of Jesus Christ comes to you, there's going to be a new revelation of how to love Him and how to move Him and how to to look and embrace Him. Let me tell you, if you're stale, ask for a revelation of Jesus. If you're stale and going, man, it's just not... 
uh, I'm not reading or I'm not praying or things are just kind of blah. Look for a revelation of Jesus. Because when He is birthed in your life, He will bring life anew. Anew. And it won't be stale. He is life-giving. He is the way, the truth, and the life. The life in which we live. He is our being. Philippians 1.9. It's where I was a few weeks ago. Philippians 1.9. And this I pray. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge, in all judgment. That you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory of and the praise of God. I like the way that ends because it ends with the very way he wants it to end. With the praise and the glory going to God. Amen. Too many times we are those people of crisis in which we want just relief from the, from the place that we're at. This is too hard. I'm, I'm squeezed too... To in and, and, and I don't know what to do and I don't know how to get out of it. So I'm going to pray and God will get me out of it. I know He has a way out of it. And once we get to that point where He, he rescues us out of that place, we should have a new revelation of God and love Him more and be even more dedicated, even more committed to the ways of God. You see, even though things become hard, even though things... Uh, even though God asks you to lay down your life, He does it through the spectrum of love. He says, I know that if you go through this, if you go through this, you're going to come out the other side better, stronger, and more my disciple. My kids get onto me because I always use them as illustrations, but they're the best ones. When Carmen went to Kansas City, really the first time she'd been that far away from home for any length of time, we get a call one night. We were sitting in the parking lot of a, of a McAllister's, and we, we get this phone call. And she is, she is weeping. Um, not, but, you know, she was, she was, she was distraught. I thought, oh my gosh, what, what's happened? Are you okay? Or, you know, are you in the hospital? She was distraught. And she just got homesick. I say just. It was huge. She says, I want to come home. Come get me. I don't want to do this. And we, we, and Sharon and I started to cry. We started saying, man, you know, it's not like we could just run to Odessa. She was in Kansas City. And we sat there, and by the grace of God, it was the grace of God, because we always want to rescue our children. It's a God thing. We want to rescue our children. Not to the point that it hurts them, but we just want them not to have to live in pain. And so we said, Carmen, we can't. We can't come get you. This is what you said. This was the will of God. This is what you're going to do. And this is what, how it's going to be. And she goes, but you don't understand. You don't understand how hard it is. You don't understand how much I want to come home. You don't understand. I said, baby, we do. We do understand. We understand how much it hurts. We understand how lonely it is. We understand all the emotional things that you're going through, but we can't come get you. You've got to stick it out. You've got to stay. And she's just, I mean, we're talking 
a long period of time from the beginning of that phone call to the end of that phone call. And so finally she settled down. Finally she said she was disappointed in us for sure. You know, you didn't come get me. You didn't rescue me. But she said, okay, I understand. You're not coming. It wasn't she didn't have a revelation of God. She just understood we weren't coming. And so um, at the time, it was hard. And we knew it was hard, but it was what needed to be done. It was needed to be done by God. And she lived through it. She became stronger. And now it's hard for me to keep her home. (laughs) We need to go. We need to go. The reality is she was taught something through that time and worked through that time. And as parents, that's what we desire for our children. As God desires, whatever he asks you to do, it comes from the spectrum of love. It comes through that filter that he says, I want you to become stronger in this. And this is what a little bit of what the scripture is saying in Philippians 1.9. If you could put it in the Amplified Version. Philippians 1.9 Amplified. And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and judgment. And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more and extend to its fullest development in knowledge and all keen insight. You see, if our perspective, if our uh, filter becomes the same as God's, if we have that filter of love, our discernment will become so keen to have the same desires and the same wants that God does because we come from His place. We come from where he comes from. And he says, let it extend to its fullest development in knowledge and all keen insight that your love, your love may display itself. It has to be displayed. The cross, though cruel as it may look and seem, it is a display of love. It is a display that he sacrificed the torture of going to the cross. The love that Jesus Christ came to this earth in form of a man is a display of love. What is your display of love? And it may be so different. We tend to love one another like we want to be loved. It's just the way it is. When, when things happen to me, the way I display love, I go, wow, that feels good. I like that. So I'm going, I want Norm to feel good. So this is what I'm going to do for Norm. Because it made me feel good. It's going to make him feel good, right? Not necessarily. Sometimes people display love by touching. So I touch Norm all the time. He's going, get off me. (laughs) Display. But display your love. Know how it affects other people. God displayed his love itself in greater depth of acquaintance and more comprehensive discernment. More comprehensive discernment. That's what love does. Love brings how can I serve God. If I love God, I want to do what he wants me to do. I'm going to show him how he wants to be shown love. And the way he wants to be shown love is all throughout this word. Read the Psalms. He says, open your mouth. Philemon says, let's turn there real quick. Philemon. I think that it is... Philemon, verse 3. 
Philemon's not in my Bible. Okay, Philemon. And the participation of the sharing of your faith may produce and promote. Do it in the King James. Yes, King James. That the communication of thy faith may become effectual by acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. What's that say? That the communication, that the speaking, your communication of your love for God needs to be communicated. It needs to be communicated in here, in song, in expression of raising your hands, of the fruit of your lips, by every part. If it means shouting, if it means dancing, if it means whatever it means, it says the communication through your body, through your body language, and through your lips, the fruit of your lips giving thanks. Let me tell you, God loves communication. He loves communication to him, and he loves to communicate with us. Let me tell you, a lot of people will go, I'm praying, but I'm not receiving. I'm praying, but I'm not hearing. I'm praying, but, hey, God is silent. Then don't move. Don't go anywhere. Don't go before him. Look, he will communicate to you his heart. Well, how do I know? Sometimes he'll just give you peace. As you sit there and wait on him, he'll give you peace. Wow, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chill until he says go. It's called the baptism of the cloud. We've talked about this. So in this, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual. That means you're going to be working and doing and living and becoming effectual in the things that you say. Cole came to us uh, with a very serious issue, and he says, hey, what do y'all think about this? And we said, no, don't think that's the right thing to do. I think you need to squash that, man. And I gave him a good lecture for 45 minutes. And he said, (laughs) at the end of the thing, he said, well, you guys aren't very positive about this. (laughs) I said, no, we're not. So then we talked to to Carmen about it. Carmen said, well, sorry, Dad. He said nothing that you said, but said that what Mom said was what was really. I said, I don't care as long as you get it. There was a communication. And it was effectual by the acknowledging. Do you know how important acknowledging is? encouraging, hey, you you did a good job. I appreciate that. Whether they respond to it or not, it doesn't matter. You need to acknowledge them. You need to acknowledge the things that are going on in Christ in you as a family, as a family in here. You need to acknowledge it. I was talking to Vonna just a while ago, and it was important for me to tell her when she brought Amber up here and she picked up those chains and she dropped them. It was important that she was able to lead her sister in Christ to be able to say, look, you don't need to be sitting here. You need to be up there getting freed of some things in your life. You, you need help. Come up here and get the help. And she led her. She didn't sit there. She led her up here, picked up the chains. And Amber, sweet thing, picked up this, this part of the chain. Vonna said, no, you pick up the whole thing. <laughs> and you drop those chains and you make a clanging sound. Something had to be done. And it was effectual. It was effectual. In Amber's life, it really was. And I communicated that to Vonna. Look, you know that time when you brought Amber up here? It was a good thing. You led. You helped. You did the thing of God. 
Why did I say that to her? So it would stroke her ego? No, because I want her to know that she's doing the right thing in God and that she can do it again. And she can do it again and again and again as she lives her life in God. Hey, I heard God. You wouldn't believe some of the times that Sharon and I get so excited. Not because of the thing that happened, but because we heard God and it worked out. It worked out. God spoke, we heard, we obeyed, and it worked out. The acknowledging of every good thing which is in you. Because it is in you. His love. You see, we don't have anything unless God gives it to us. Not even your faith. It says God gave everyone a measure of faith. Now we have responsibility to build on that faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When people go, what do I need to do to get out of this? I'm saying, go to church. Go to church and get Filled with the Word. Hear the Word so your faith may be, may be enlarged. So that faith, God will move. God doesn't move because you're in a bad circumstance. Oh, God doesn't move because you're sick. Only thing that moves God is faith. The Word says faith moves God. Now, He has compassion on you. He has compassion on the place that you are, and he's going, look, Janet, look, look, look at where you're at. There's another place for you. Be filled with my word. Get around Craig. Get around Anna Marie. Get get around people who are going to feed you the word. Because my opinion doesn't count. Do you know? My opinion and all my earthly and human wisdom My psychology doesn't amount to a hill of beans. My logic does not amount to a hill of beans. Oh, you're sick. Guess you're going to (laughs) die. No. God has a plan. God can do miracles. God is a great physician. I don't have to listen to man. I can listen to God. In his what? Filter of love. You see, he wants the best for me. He wants the best for you. And he will will bring that in greatest form. Sometimes it might be not like how I see it. I'm still awestruck. Craig comes up here one Sunday and goes, I need a million dollars. Now, I don't know what Craig was thinking, but I know what I was thinking. Who's going to come bring Craig a million dollars? Who? Who's going to do that? Can it happen? Yeah. A guy told me one time, a guy, uh, a dog with a sack of money can come walking up to your house. Well, let him come. Did Craig need a million dollars in a million dollar form? In cash and In dollar bills? Did he need a check that said a million dollars on it? What he needed was a forgiveness of a debt. And that's what he got. He got the good thing of God. Because all good things come from above. All good things come from above. And if you understand grace, grace was shed upon him. An undeserving love, an undeserving portion, an undeserving thing was shed upon him. Because what? I believe many factors, but here are two of them. Number one, a righteous man. Number two, he communicated. He communicated. What is their communication? What should our communication be? Our God is our healer. Our God is our provision. Our God is able to do more than whatever I think or imagine. He asked for a million. He got 780,000. 
I'd be looking for the 220,000. <laughs> Jimmy's going, that's Arthur. <laughs> that's, just, that's just Arthur thinking. <laughs> it's not wrong with that. And I'm telling you this. What was what was Craig more excited about? Forgiveness of debt? Sure, that's plenty to be excited about. But he's excited about the love and the communication and the display of love of God on their lives. Let me tell you, that's that's worth more than all the treasure of the earth. It is a pearl of great price. It is the place where you would sell everything that you have so that you can go grab that piece of land that has that treasure that is buried there. Let me tell you, what does it take to receive the love of God? It takes you just merely opening your mouth and saying, I need you. I need you. I need you. He'll take you the rest of the way. He'll not leave you uninformed. He will not leave you as a baby needing sustenance. He'll not leave you nor forsake you. Love. Love. As a pastor, in a pastor's heart, so many times... And I've just come into this recently. There's so many times that I want to take the burdens of people. And I can't do it. There's no way I can do it. And I want to say, Dan, you know, they, they're hurting. How, how can I relieve their pain? And it wasn't, there's revelation. You know, there's knowledge. And then there's knowledge. And the knowledge that I received was, they're my people, and I love them. I love them more than you do, and I'll take care of them. I don't have to be there. I would like to be there, but I don't have to be. Because you're God's kids. You're God's children. He loves you. He wants you. He desires you. God will move on your account. Not only will he move on your account, he will expand men on your account. He will take man and speak to them and say, hey, you go do this for that person. You go do that for that person. I am moving for that person. You need to move for that person. You need to sacrifice. Now, When that word comes, you need to understand you're obeying God. You're obeying God because he said you to do that. He said for you to do that. And that's that's faith. That is faith in action. That is faith communicated. That is faith. We need to declare his promises. I was looking up this something this morning. This Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. I don't know if how many of you have one or even know what this is. But what this is, it is a list of all the words in the Bible, except for a few, like 27 words, like A, D, and. And what it tells you is if you have a scripture, like let's say angel, you look up the word angel in here, and it will tell you all the places where it's listed in the Bible. And then you can kind of look that up. This is, this is a great uh, study reference help to you. If, uh, those of you who are computer literate, <laughs> it's on there. But, you know, sometimes you have to go old school. Uh, Lights go out, you have one of these. So, and then what it, what it tells you 
it has a number beside it. And that number refers to the back, and you look up that number, and it tells you what the definition in the Greek of what that word means. Just great, you know. Uh, you hear Craig or myself just going, uh, the number is 3113, and look up the definition. It's, it's a great resource. <clears throat> I say that to say this. If you need a word, if you're looking and, and you're needing help in some area of your life, look it up here. There are, there are, there are places where you can find every scripture that you're going to need. And you need to not just read them. Now, reading brings faith, but you need to pray them. And you need to declare them. And you need to go to a side of a mountain if you need to and shout them. And get it into your spirit, man. And uh, the other day I was driving down the road and I was thinking of people that I've known that said and given up and said, you know, we tried God. We, I mean, we tried God. It didn't help. They lie. They didn't try God. If they'd have tried, they'd have been successful. If they'd have tried God, I mean, truly expended their lives and their hearts for God, they would have seen the faithfulness of God in their lives. You know, don't give God a bad rap. It's not his fault. It's the person that gave up. By the end of your faith, you will receive a reward. Let me tell you, his word is true and real and productive and effective. I hate it when I pray for someone and nothing happens. It's happened a lot. <laughs> Way back when. I want to pray and I want them to feel the presence of God. Because I can't do it. Only He can. His love at the very moment displaying Himself to you. I was talking to this lady this week. She was telling me about her son who has cancer. And she's been away from home for seven months. And she said, it, it's hard. Been taking care of her son. And being away from home, I just, I just can't imagine the things that she's going through and her son is going through. And I said, can I pray for you? Can I pray with you? And she said, absolutely. So we went in the back room. And I held her hand, and she was shaking like a leaf. I mean, just trembling, trembling. And as I, as I prayed, things just got easy for her. Her breath was a little deeper. She stopped shaking. There was a calmness. There was a peace that's guarding her heart and her mind in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. And as I prayed, and, and, and I acknowledged it. I, I said, you know, when I started praying, you were shaking. I said, but now you, you seem to be doing better. And she goes, absolutely. I said, well, you thank God for that. You thank God that there's been a little shift right here in your emotions, in what your belief is. And she told me, she said, my son's not a Christian. And she said, I'm just, I know that if he accepts Christ, everything will be okay. I said, you know, that's God's priority. <laughs> priority is not that he get well. His priority is that he get saved. Now, with that comes the benefits of salvation. There is a salvation to be had, not only in his spirit man, but in his body. There's a, there's a salvation. And uh, she just she said, I, I, don't know, I don't know what to do. I said, well, let me tell you. Let me offer you this. I said, you take my phone number and you give it to him. And I believe and I'm going to be praying and you're going to be praying that God visit him. Give him a Damascus experience. Give him an experience where he says, God, I need you. This isn't working. I need you. 
I said, and let's see if he calls. It's just giving the opportunity. I don't know if he'll call. I pray that he does. Because God has more for him than where he's at. Love. Love. The last time that I spoke, I was talking about the two greatest commandments because Anna Marie had talked about them previously. We know what the Ten Commandments are, but the two, and he says this, greatest commandments are to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and mind and strength and to love thy neighbor as yourself. Two greatest commandments. And what I said was, wouldn't it be great if we could declare that in this city? Can you, can you imagine the banner over this city is love? Love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and strength. And then to love thy neighbor as yourself. The revolutionary thing that could happen in a city. People turning to God. People loving God. What, what would the crime rate in this place be if those two things happened? What, what would the abuse rate be if that happened? What would happen? They may even have to shut down a hospital because we got no patients. Wow, wouldn't that be interesting? Well, we don't have anybody in jail. I guess we don't no longer need two police departments. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Love the Lord thy God. And love everyone else like yourself. There is a love that brings discernment, a filter, a way to look at things. And if it's filtered through love, one of the things that I was, when I was uh, meditating, contemplating, whatever, praying, I thought about, what if our, our filter is fear? What if we looked at everything through the eyes of fear instead of love? Well, you don't go anywhere because <laughs> something's going to happen to you. Or I'm not going to trust anybody. Or, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? But if I have love, cast out what? Love casts out all fear. All fear. Wow. That one was for me. I'll just <laughs> tell you right now. That one was for me. Love cast out all fear. I tell people all the time, don't live in the land of what if. Or what if this happens? Or what if that happens? Don't live in the land of what if. Mainly that's a message that I have to preach to myself. Don't live in the land of what if. Live in the land of faith, in the kingdom of God. Talked about the kingdom this morning. Sang about the kingdom this morning. Live in the kingdom of God. And there's where love resides. Right there. It resides. Let's just close our eyes for a second. Amen. And if you guys, if you want to come up and play for a second, there's a suspending in this word, love, and I want you to put up Ephesians 3, Tom, verse 19 in the Amplified. And uh, when God's presence has been here from second one, you know, as we're worshiping and he's still in these words of love and there's an encounter for some of us here, and then Arthur just finished it with that perfect love or matured love will cast fear right out of your life. And uh, with your eyes closed, I believe that God suspended his word and his presence. It's been beautiful. It's been a splendor today. And that he'll work that in you by an experience. And I want you to read this with me. It says that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves. The love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge, without an experience, 
that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God and may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. And as this presence is suspended, I want to give you an opportunity and I'm not going to make it easy for you just to sit out there. I'm going to have you come up here and say, I need to encounter this. I feel your presence, God. It's suspended. It's been here through worship. Now it's been here through the word. And I'm going to work with this word till it works in you. Amen. So you need, you got some fear in your life. Arthur just said, love is here by experience to turn it and cast it right out the doorway of your life. If you got fear in your life and you need to come up and you need the experience of love to stop the many voices of the stranger and hear the voice of him, of many waters, I want you to come up here. Forget everybody. Today's a beautiful day, beautiful presence. Let love touch you and let love cast it right out the door. Just make your way up here at the altar if you would. David said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Blessed be your name, Lord, as you work by your beauty, by the presence of God, and by the word of God today. There's plenty of room up here. There's plenty of room up here. There's a beauty of, of his presence to be experienced. Amen.
years ago it's a scripture that of Joshua that he learned to linger in the presence of God when Moses came with the presence Jesus Christ type and when he appears through worship or through the word and, and then he leaves young Joshua's men and women just linger in his presence get washed in his presence I learned that and I applied that all my life as a young man when the Lord appears and then He's not there in that way, but there's still a lingering presence, I remain. And I want you just to remain in this lingering presence. Let it wash over you. And let it speak to you. And let it calm your storms with love that casts fear out the door. Love's coupled with peace that crushes things over your life, crushes Satan's activity. And love brings a great peace with it as well. That's part of what we're receiving, the kingdom of God. Lord, we, we worship you. We love you today. And we're like Joshua that after you appear and you do a work, we linger. We love to linger in your presence. We love to linger. And as you move in love today in every heart, your love is shed abroad in the very hearts of us. and just release the love of Christ that's compelling you, that's working in you. Just release and say, just release that love of God. Just hug and release that love. Just tell them. 